Hello, everyone, and welcome to the band room. My name is Dylan Maddox, and I'll be the guy talking at you for the next 20 to 30 minutes. Thank you so much to everyone who had a chance to listen to last week's episode with music of new beginnings. It was great to hear from so many people who enjoyed the episode and want to hear more. And because of your messages, I'm back. Kidding, I'd, I'd probably be back anyway. But your messages were lovely to read nonetheless. I would like to begin today's episode with some boring announcements. Maybe not so boring. Firstly, the band room is now available on iTunes, making it even easier for you to take me with you on the go, in your pocket or in your car. This also makes it easier to subscribe and to download each episode. So when you get a chance, hop over to iTunes and subscribe. In other news, I'm very excited to announce that during the last week of August, we will welcome Dr. Jillian McKay to the band room as our first official guest. Dr. McKay is professor of music at the University of Toronto, where she conducts the wind ensemble and teaches conducting. On top of all of that, she travels the globe as a guest conductor, adjudicator, and clinician. We will be talking a little bit about her background and how she got into conducting, and we will also be talking about being the best musician you can be, a conductor's perspective. So I hope you can join us then. Now we can hop in our car and begin our road trip across Canada's musical landscape. We begin our musical journey in Halifax, Nova Scotia, with a work by Juno award-winning composer Danuk Wijeratni. Danuk was inspired by Italo Calvino's book Invisible Cities to compose a piece of the same name, musically depicting Calvino's otherworldly imaginings. Calvino tells a story of famed explorer Marco Polo's explorations of different cities, and the book is framed as a conversation between the aging and busy emperor Kublai Khan, who constantly has merchants and Polo coming to describe the state of his expanding empire. Danuk composed this piece for percussion soloist and wind ensemble, and specifically for the always captivating Torque Percussion Quartet and the University of Saskatchewan Wind Orchestra under the direction of Darren Allerking. For the purposes of this podcast, I sadly only have time to play one movement. I wish I could play many, and in future podcasts, I hopefully will. So I chose the third movement named Chloe, a city not so different from the city that I live in, Toronto, Ontario. Let me read you Calvino's description. In Chloe, a great city, the people who move through the streets are all strangers. At each encounter, they imagine a thousand things about one another. Meetings that could take place between them, conversations, surprises, caresses, bites. But no one greets anyone. Eyes lock for a second, then dart away seeking other eyes, never stopping. A girl comes along, twirling a parasol on her shoulder, and twirling slightly also her rounded hips. A woman in black comes along, showing her full age, her eyes restless beneath her veil, her lips trembling. A tattooed giant comes along, a young man with white hair, a female dwarf, two girls, twins, dressed in coral. Something runs among them, an exchange of glances link lines that connect one figure to another and draw arrows, stars, triangles, until all combinations are used up in a moment, and other characters come onto the scene. A blind man with a cheetah on a leash, a courtesan with an ostrich plume fan, an ephebe, a fat woman, and thus I will leave the rest for you to read, because I want to get to the music. 
Danuk has done an amazing job at depicting the diversity of a city. He really paints an image of this city with sound. He writes in a fresh new way for winds and for percussion ensemble, and makes me think that we need to chase him down for some more wind music. Here is the Torque Percussion Quartet and the University of Saskatchewan Wind Orchestra, under the direction of Dr. Darren Allerking, performing the third movement of Danuk Gujaratni's Invisible Cities. Thank you. 
In 2012, as an undergraduate student, I was lucky enough to be chosen as one of three conducting fellows with the Dennis Wick Canadian Wind Orchestra in Ottawa, Canada. 2012 was also Music Fest Canada's 40th anniversary, and in honor of this, composer Andrew Staniland was commissioned by Music Fest and the National Arts Centre to write a work for the Canadian Wind Orchestra. The work was entitled Four Horsemen and was written for Wind Ensemble and Live Electronics, and I had the pleasure of being Andrew's page turner as he was playing the laptop at the premiere. Around the time Andrew was writing this piece, he had recently completed a series of three chamber works inspired by the passage of solstices and equinoxes. Solstice songs for the Griffin Trio, The River is Within Us for Duo Contratante, and Still Turning for cellist Francis Marie Uti. While composing these works, Stanilan came to find inspiration in the idea that phrases such as the four corners of the earth, four horsemen, and four angels can be interpreted beyond their caricature roles, echoing an ancient knowledge about astronomy and celestial movement, which set his creativity alight. He began to interpret the idea of the four horsemen in musical ways. The use of four large concert bass drums, four swinging cratales, and of course the actual recorded sounds of horses, and their modern-day equivalents which he interpreted to be motorcycles, making audible appearances in the electronics. The resulting piece is a fierce yet inquisitive modern work that is more about the joy and inspiration of scientific knowledge than about the apocalyptic vision of the end of the world. In preparation for this episode, I was talking with Andrew, and he informed me that he just finished an easier version of The Four Horsemen. This version has simplified solos, some rhythms are made easier, and the live electronics are replaced with all tape. So once it becomes available, I'll make sure to get you a link on our website and our social media so you can get your hands on it. Without further ado, here is the Memorial University Wind Ensemble with conductor Dr. Jason Kassler performing Andrew Staniland's Four Horsemen.
Often when I'm teaching, I talk about being a singer first and instrumentalist second. As instrumentalists, we often pollute our minds with thoughts of fingerings, intonation defects in our instruments, or even where to breathe, when in all reality, we just need to think about singing. This next work helps with what I'm talking about, as it originally was composed for choir. When the Sun Comes After Rain is originally a choral motet written by Canadian composer Matthew Emery for the UBC University Singers in 2012, set to the Robert Louis Stevenson poem of the same name. This wind band arrangement you're about to hear is the first result of a collaboration between Emery and composer-arranger Evan Hamill to adapt several of Emery's choral works for the wind band medium. It was premiered December 3rd, 2016 by the University of Toronto Wind Ensemble under the direction of Dr. Gillian McKay. I've been lucky enough to hear this piece several times with different ensembles, and Evan has really done a wonderful job at transcribing the work. Making it accessible enough for school bands to be able to play, and with enough musical nuance for older ensembles to be challenged as well. Here is the University of Toronto Wind Ensemble with conductor Dr. Gillian McKay performing Matthew Emery's When the Sun Comes After Rain, transcribed by Evan Hamill.
Anywhere there was popular music in Canada, Howard Cable seems to have had a hand in it. To big band standards in Toronto ballrooms, to patriotic and ceremonial marches on Parliament Hill, the composer, arranger, and conductor gave us a wide range of music for orchestra, big band, choir, chamber groups, and especially concert band. His works, The Banks of Newfoundland, Snake Fence Country, Quebec Folk Fantasy, and Ontario Pictures, to name a few, have become staples of the repertoire. Retirement was out of the question for Howard. He died at his Toronto home at the age of 95 on March 30th, 2016. The same day, he was scheduled to attend a recording session, and the day before was reportedly working on a piece for a November concert with Symphony Nova Scotia. Howard was someone who treated everyone he talked to like they were the most important person in the room, gave of his time and knowledge, and was a true lover of band music. Today, we will end our coast-to-coast trip in the middle-ish of Canada with a tribute to Howard in Thunder Bay, Ontario, with Downbound from Thunder Bay, from his Ontario Pictures. The work was premiered July 1st, 1986 at Expo 86 in Vancouver. The Northdale Concert Band, who I had the joy of working with in October, commissioned six composers to compose short works to celebrate the International Year of Canadian Music. Cable was asked to compose a work relating specifically to Ontario. The movement that I will play for you right now, Downbound from Thunder Bay, pays homage to the Great Lakes shipping industry when large lake vessels would travel down from Thunder Bay, the northernmost port, or up from Windsor, the southernmost Canadian port. Cable describes this original folk song as a lake song, in contrast to the popular sea songs of the time. Here is the Western University Wind Ensemble with Dr. Colleen Richardson, performing the first movement of Howard Cable's Ontario Pictures.
Thank you so much for stopping by the band room. If you were especially moved by any of the pieces you heard and want to learn more, I've attached links to the show transcripts where you can find out more about the pieces, where to find them, and the composers who wrote them. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on our social media to keep up with what's on the go. And if you have any thoughts on today's show or have ideas for future shows, shoot me an email at thebandroompodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again and see you next week in The Band Room.